0: Now, that's the kind of Jesus story we love. He heals the woman. He heals the child. We like that. We go to Jesus and ask him to heal us. And sometimes it doesn't work that way. The first reading puts us in a more realistic place in the world where people hate each other so often, and fight, and commit murder, and get revenge. And then if we open the news feeds that we have, wherever they come from, we realize that this bombing took place, and those people were killed, and this people were shot, and and that's more realistic. That's according to what goes on today. But that first reading is interesting because... David's best friend was Absalom. Absalom is the son of the king. And anybody who is associated with the king is an enemy of David because David was on the outs with the king. The king was afraid that David was going to take his throne. Eventually he did, but... So when he hears that Absalom, his son, who had... They say, long blonde hair, and when he would ride on his horse, his hair would flow. Here we have the story of the hair getting caught up into the trees and him hanging there. And one of the enemies takes a, a branch, actually, and puts it right through his heart, and he dies. Now, it sounds like good news for the enemies... The report is brought back to the king, and the king is distraught. Eventually, David will be distraught. Because although David loved Absalom, they became enemies, and Absalom is now dead. So there should be rejoicing, but the king is not rejoicing. The king is mourning because Absalom is dead. My son, my son, he says. Now, if we look at the current events in the world, we think, well, if, if one of our enemies gets shot and killed, that's good. I, I hope we don't think that way, but most people do, they think that way. And then we say, well, you got three soldiers, soldiers, American soldiers shot yesterday, they were killed, that's bad. And those who kill them are bad. And now there's temperament rising not all over, but the temperament is right. Well, let's go bomb the enemy. Let's go get even with them. See, that's more familiar to us. Revenge, hate, blood for blood. But that's the Old Testament, where that phrase came from, an eye for an eye. That's the Old Testament. And Jesus makes, makes it very clear that's not his philosophy. So when people quote the Old Testament we as Catholics realize they're misquoting God because they're missing the whole point of it. The whole Bible is the word of God, and the word of God was fulfilled in Jesus. So we follow the current teaching of Jesus. Love your enemies, do good to those who hurt you, when someone's in need, share But that's uncomfortable. That's not easy to do. It's easier just to take vengeance on someone who hurts you. And yet we come here before the Lord, and we see the great symbol of his sacrifice on the cross, and we realize his last words were, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. Forgiving the enemy. So we move to the New Testament, and we hear Jesus in his life healing people. See, that's his his style. Healing people, even people who don't really know him, who put a little faith in him, they go to him and he heals them, the woman with the hemorrhage. She thought to herself, if I just touch his garment, I'll be healed. And yet he experienced that. I don't know what that was like, but he experienced power going out of him. And he comments on that. Your faith has healed you. Not touching my garment, but your faith has healed you. Not wishing, not necessarily praying because he, she had no faith in Jesus, but just as a curer, as a, cure, as a uh, miracle worker, she touches his garments. Now, we do that today, too. If if there are, there are relics in the altar, we, we venerate them. When there's relic in the church, we venerate it. Great Padre Pio, we all often look at him and his gloves and we venerate them because we believe that they have some sort of blessed power. Jesus expects us to place our faith in him and absorb that faith in our own lifestyle. So that means following his example. He even went into the home of the centurion's daughter and healed her. Now, they're they're the enemies. And he goes into the home and heals the woman, brings her back to life, the 12-year-old. Tell it to come, get up, little girl, arise. So, he's so one-sided. He heals, he loves, and he's teaching us to do the same. Now, he could have I wouldn't advise him to doing this, but he could have said, you know, you're all here, you're all condemned, you all can die right now, plop, and he could have condemned all of the the people who were mourning, people who were making fun of him for saying that the girl is not dead, she's sleeping. But he didn't. See, that's our role model. So if we place our faith in Jesus, we have to place our faith in him as he showed. He healed. He healed those who were his enemies. He forgave those who were his enemies. He gives, gives, gives of himself. So it's appropriate for us to pray for healing for ourselves and for others. But we always have to pray with the fact that Jesus is doing the healing and his will will be done not ours, not doing it according to what I want, but as of the Lord's Prayer, your will be done. Today Jesus shows us a different way of approaching the world, loving our enemies, forgiving those who persecute us, praying and doing good for those who are ill, even our enemy. You don't think prayer would help the president of Russia? You don't think prayer would help the terrorists of the Middle East? Not to succeed, but to change their hearts. Jesus teaches us that. We want to be healed. We've got to pray for the healing of other people. And in that process, we're healed. And what is that? Salvation. And the word salvation is healing giving us the power to heal one another through prayer. Not getting up and running around if you're crippled. That's not the kind of healing we're talking about. Spiritual healing, attitudinal healing, that we can pray for ourselves and our enemies, and of course those for whom we love, pray for their healing and their strength while we're praying for those this is a funny word to say, who don't deserve it. But it's not up to you and to me to tell God who deserves healing, who deserves prayer. We're made in his image, teaches us left and right in the scriptures how to take care. And when someone dies, even if he's our enemy, we mourn because that's another life ruined, another ruined life dead but all life comes from God. Jesus is a pain in the neck sometimes. He really is. He aggravates the hell out of us. Love your enemies? Down with that, Jesus. Mm. But that's what we're here for, to get his message into our hearts more and more and more, and live according to his will, and follow him, and love one another As he loves us, died for us, and rose for us, so he knows what's on our hearts. Let's be honest with him and pray for healing.